this. Hi, everyone. My name is Martha Hasso, and you're listening to my podcast, Dichos. Hi, everyone. Welcome to my podcast, Dichos. Thank you so much for joining me today. Muchísimas gracias por estar aquí, especialmente la gente que me ha estado siguiendo desde el principio. Y'all are amazing, and I love y'all for that. As promised, ya sé que si me siguen social media, I told y'all that I got a little bit behind this past weekend. Normalmente, if this is your first time joining me, you uh, don't know this, but if you have been following from the very beginning, you know that usually on Mondays, I will post a new episode out. Y esta vez, como que el tiempo se me pasó, and I am so sorry. Uh, you know, I apologize for not getting that done on time. Pero pues, ¿qué te puedo decir? You know, I'm human, just like everyone else. You know, sometimes the time management or things that we have planned don't go as scheduled. My to-do list usually gets done, pero a veces como que la vida te tells you, you know, like, oh, hold on, hold up. Kind of rearranges your priorities for you. Um, in mi caso, uh, it was, you know, my, my mom's been dealing with some health issues. Y como una buena hija que soy, you know, <laughs> she would probably, you know, <laughs> argue with that. But anyways, um you know, no, just like being the, there for her, you know, being uh, the daughter that, you know, was, you know, brought up to be, like, give back to her and take care of her, como ella me cuido, so, it's only right, right, so así que my priorities were shifted a little bit, and I, you know, dedicated a little bit more time to just dealing with that, pero gracias a Dios, you know, we, uh, she just got surgery, and everything is fine, and we're getting through this little by little. So, muchísimas gracias to everyone who sent the well wishes. Me encantaron. Um, everyone is so nice to me all the time. And um, really, you know, well receiving open, you know, open arms, you know, especially with my mom. Porque yo sé que I share a lot of her life with y'all. And ella lo sabe, nomás que a veces se enoja como cualquier mamá, right? <laughs> She's like, ay no, ¿por qué pones eso? You know, they don't need to know that. Pero pues... También a la misma vez, I think it's funny, you know, I just, she doesn't realize how much of a character she is and how much she has to offer and how much she makes people laugh. O sea, que no soy solamente yo, like, people literally tell me, like, oh my god, I love your mom, you need to, like, she needs her own YouTube channel, and, you know, if I could, I would, believe me, guys, pero pues, tal vez en el futuro. Anyways, that being said, I wanted to share with you this week uh, this dicho that kind of came into mind just because... Uh, on social media, I've seen a lot of, like, kind of uh, the same theme going on, um, theme going on. Sometimes, como que no hablo, I, I need to remember to enunciate my words, o sea, que no hables con, con, no sé, like, I feel like I have, like, gum in my mouth. I don't, guys, I'm sorry. Pero, anyways, enunciate my words. A veces, uh, this, I mean, this whole, you know, these past few weeks, the theme on social media has been dealing a lot with um, being in a relationship and knowing when to walk away, knowing, you know, your self-worth as a person. Y esto no nomás es para las mujeres, this goes for guys as well. Um, but also placing value on what it is that you have to offer, you know, placing value on yourself, uh, and on the relationship and kind of measuring out, like leveraging it out, you know, trying to figure out, like, is it worth it? Porque not every relationship, you know, I don't think there's any relationship that's perfect. Y eso va a ser común, you know, it's natural. But, um, you know, just knowing that there are limits and standards that you should have and knowing when to walk away from that. Um, así que 
stick around. I will tell you about one of the worst relationships I have had to date uh, just because I didn't realize how bad it was until towards the end. So stick around. I will tell you the detail of the week. All right, guys, the dicho of the week. The dicho of the week is mejor sola que mal acompañada. I know that you have heard this dicho because it is so popular right now. O sea, está en todas las t-shirts, canvas bags, totes, todos. I've seen it. Mejor sola que mejor acompañada. Que mal acompañada. I'm sorry. I didn't even say that correctly. Okay, let me try this again. Mejor sola que mal acompañada. So let me translate that. That translates to rather be alone than in bad company. And that's exactly what it sounds like. I feel like I don't even have to go into it. It's over. Thanks for, thanks for listening. I'm just kidding. No. Um, let me get into it. You know I'm going to get into it because I definitely have a story to share. Um, let's think about this. Okay. So I'd rather be alone than in bad company. And this is very true. This goes, you know, this goes to show that uh, sometimes we have to walk away from these bad, toxic people that are just not adding value to our lives. And sometimes we need to learn where our limits are. Nos tenemos que poner limites. You know, it's really important to have limitations on things. You know, we do have to have a, you know, some sort of standard, uh, a measurement of standards, right? Um, whenever you get into a relationship, because I think this is, especially when you're, as you get older, you know, there's good and bad things that you take out of your previous relationships that you learn from, right? Also, I would think so. Um, hopefully, you did learn from your previous relationships. I know I did. Y por eso les voy a contar esta historia. This mejor sola que mal acompañada moment for me was when I got into a relationship in which I would consider one of the worst relationships I've had just because it was psychologically abusing for me. And in, I didn't even know it. Like, I didn't even know that it was psychologically abusive until towards the end. Porque I was in a state of mind to begin with. Going into the relationship, I was in a state of mind where I was uh, depressed. I was going through a life loss. My brother had just passed away. I didn't know how to deal with, you know, the daily. And if you've ever been in a state of depression, I hope that you have not. Pero si algún momento ustedes han estado en depresión, you know that it is incredibly hard just to get out of bed, you guys. It, no más día al día. You literally have to live for the day and you take it day by day porque you don't even want to get out of bed. You wake up thinking, I know what I need to do, pero sin ganas. You go throughout your day como un zombie. No tienes ganas de hacer nada. And that's basically how my days were going. Um, so this person came into my life and we'll just name him Chris, Chris. Um, so Chris came into my life, uh, at a moment of debilidad. I was a little bit, you know, weak minded. I was fragile in a very fragile emotional state. And Chris had already been part of the family, uh, surroundings. You know, he was a family friend. He actually was a friend of my brother. So he was older than me. He was 10 years older than me. And so... Obviously, you know, it was, it worked in the beginning because he was a little bit, he was older and he was, you know, stable, <laughs> emotionally stable and financially stable and everything that I was not at the time, right? 
And so he kind of balanced that out for me. I needed that person to help me get through the daily. And so uh, at the very beginning of the relationship, you know, it worked out great. Uh, I didn't, I didn't mind being at home, not talking to anyone or, you know, being kind of antisocial and a hermit because I didn't want to. I didn't want it. I, for what I was going through, yo no me quería, you know, yo no quería salir de la casa. You know, it was hard for me to even go to school. Um, you know, just get out of the house and even go over to my my brothers or my mothers. Um, it was really hard. But I think that's why it was okay for me to stay at home with Chris, you know. Y eso es lo que le, él le gustaba hacer. He liked to stay at home like every like all the time. Y no hay nada mal, malo con eso. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But it got it got to be wrong whenever um, he started force me, forcing me to do things. Or manip- not, I wouldn't say forcing is the right word. He would manipulate me to do certain things and make me feel guilty. So that's where the psychological abusive part comes in. And I'm not going to go through the whole the whole like relationship because it's six years of craziness but um I will like you know highlight these small things that um kind of turned out to be bigger things afterwards once I went back and looked back at the entire relationship Uh, so small things like he didn't like for me to go over to my family's he didn't like for me to have friends he didn't like for me to go to school and so at the very beginning I didn't mind, right? Como les digo, I was, you know, in a state of mind where it was okay. Like, I didn't want to do any of that stuff. But as I got out of my depression, I I started, like, rediscovering myself and rediscovering passions that I, you know, I used to have that I kind of fell into again. You know, I started re- rediscovering my love for art, uh, my love for writing. And so I decided to go back to school and join a theater program. And so that was kind of the start of me getting out of my depressive mode, right? Uh, depressive state of mind. And so I started socializing, getting to be, you know, having a personality again. I was like, oh my God. no one wanted to hang out with me because I literally was that person. But, um, you know, I started socializing again and getting to know myself and, you know, estar ahí conviviendo con la gente. I started going over to my families, conviviendo con ellos, you know, celebrating birthdays, you know, the normal stuff that people do, you know, it's because that's what normal people do most of the time, right? Unless you're this person, unless you're Chris. But um, so then it got, it it started becoming a problem because he would tell me uh, all the time, like, that school was a waste of time, that I was not going to go anywhere, that I wasn't going to do anything with my life, um, that that theater and art was going to get me nowhere in life. And he would literally pull out like wads of money that he had because he used to work uh, for the city. He used to pull out his wallet and wads of money and tell me, I don't have a degree and look how far I've gotten in life. And so it was a little offensive to me at the beginning, you know, porque like it would make me feel bad, you know, like, but at the same time, I was like, was that's you, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not that person. I'm not going to be that person who's just like all about the money. You know, I, I want to be that person who I want to wake up with a passion and a purpose. And I would see him and he didn't wake up like that. He hated going to work. He constantly complained about his job, but he loved money. And so um, that was the first red flag, right? 
him just telling me school is a waste of time, putting me down, letting me know that I'm not going to accomplish anything in life, especially the road that I'm taking with the communication arts or theater, whatever you want to call it. Um, And so that was like one red flag that I didn't, didn't actually, uh, how do I say this? Like I basically ignored because I had already dedicated two years to this person. And so I was like, well, you know, we have our moments, right? Every relationship bickers, every relationship argues, maybe he doesn't mean it. And so I, we kind of went on with our lives, you know, años pasaron. And so third year of college, me salió con que he wanted me to sign a contract. And he's like, okay, I know that you're not going to finish school, but you need to promise me one thing. And he goes, and he wrote out a contract and he's like, I need you to sign this contract saying that you are going to marry me the day of your graduation. And it had the date of my graduation and me saying, I, Martha, you know, solemnly swear that I will marry Chris on such date in a court, you know, of law. And I was like, what? You're joking, right? I thought it was a joke. I mean, so like, sign this contract that you're going to marry me. I was like, wait, (laughs) I mean, this is not a proposal, right? Because this is like the worst proposal ever. And I was like, so I, of course, I didn't sign it. And I thought it was the most ridiculous thing ever. I was like, what do you mean you want me to sign a contract? He's like, yeah, I, I, I need you to sign this if you want to remain with me. And I was like, no, 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 no. You can't like, you can't force me to sign a contract saying that I'm going to marry you just like that and expect me to be okay with it like you don't tell people that and so um at that time I had just moved in with him I had moved in with him and it was like I think my second week of moving in with him you know sabiani get a seat I was like oh my god like I need to get out of here and I literally just moved in and now he's making me sign a contract that I don't want to sign and um so I didn't sign it, but it was a week of uncomfortable, uncomfortable, a week of not being comfortable. I don't even know how to say it. A week of not being comfortable, right? Um, it was such an awkward week. We were just like, it was tension between us. And so that was two red flags right there, right? I eventually ended up signing it because I was, I didn't, I'm the type of person who like, I don't like conflict, especially si estamos viviendo juntos. I mean, who wants that, right? Like I want to be able to walk into the house and not feel like this bad vibe. I want to walk into a house and, you know, be happy, be happy to see my, you know, my future partner. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, he thinks it's, you know, it's cute, but whatever. I'm going to sign this contract, but I'm not, I signed the contract with no intention of following through. Let me tell you guys, I did that. And, uh, but also I I wasn't thinking, you know, like, how do we even get out of that? And so that was flag number two. Years went by. Finally, I graduate with my bachelor's and I do not marry him. (laughs) I do not marry him. Instead, I tell him, hey, let's renegotiate this contract and 
I will marry you whenever I finish with my master's. And he was livid. O sea, ni le hubiera dicho eso al güey. He was so angry and so livid and just about to blow his top off because he's like, are you kidding me? Like, you promised, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I didn't promise. Like, that's all you, honey. You know, like, that's your world. They go, if you want to marry me, like, you need to do it right. I know my conditions. Porque, o sea, no soy propiedad de nadie. First of all, I'm dedicating, and you know, enough time, as much time and energy into the re into this relationship as you are and so he got really upset and basically gave me an ultimatum either school or us and I, I started crying I remember I started crying I was like how could you do this to me why would you put me in a position where I have to choose between school and a relationship that's not right that's not healthy I mean you you're not right in your head like you have issues going on si crees que me puedes tener así con contrato like I'm something you know like a property like you bought or like I'm an investment I was like this makes no sense and so um I ended up choosing school I walked away from that relationship but let me tell you that was a third third red flag right there's a fourth red flag Right before I walked away, I literally went into the closet um, to because I was cleaning while he was, he was at work. And one day I was cleaning at home. And so I found like spiral notebooks of <clears throat> like cuentas, accounts of how much money he had spent on me. And he literally wrote down from the moment he bought like a gum for a dollar to, you know, when he bought like something for Christmas or a bracelet or something like that. Literally for the year, he had every single detail and every single dollar he had spent on me. So it got to the point where right before I walked away, he would start throwing in my face how much he had spent on me for that year. He's like, I spent, you know, I don't know, let's just say like, I spent $7,000 on you this year, you know, or whatever it was. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Like, ¿por qué me estás diciendo esto? You know, like, I spend money on you too. And I spent, you know, time and energy and I don't throw it in your face. Like, I'm. this is not how a relationship works. You know, like, it's not about how much money you invest into a person. Like, you cannot buy me. You cannot buy my love. And you cannot force me to sign a contract. Like, I owe you something because you bought this for me. And so I was just like livid. I could not believe that this was my life. How did I get here? And how did I allow this person to treat me the way he did? How did I allow him to tell me that, you know, I wasn't going to go anywhere in life, que school was a waste of time, que no tenía que estar con familia? He literally told me, that oh he made me sign another contract I forgot to mention this he made me sign another contract that said we're going to move away from my family and my friends que no podía tener amigos que no podía estar con la familia um six years of this guys it, and it just kind of got worse and worse like the beginning was fine the middle was just like mm, you know I don't know what's going on and the end was just like what WTF like how did I even end up here y por qué why did I allow this 
So that was definitely my mejor sola que mal acompañada moment. I knew then that I had to walk away. I had to walk away for my own sanity, for my own well-being. I could not be with the person que me iba a manipular a hacer cosas que yo no quiero, who thought of me as an investment property, who would, who's revengeful because he would do things, um, he would do things as revenge, you know, to get back at me, like what he would say, get back at me. I did not want to be with a person like that. And so I was well enough then and loved myself enough at that point to know that I deserved more. And so I decided to walk away and I gave him back everything. You know, I gave him back the ring. I gave him back everything he ever bought me. Porque, o sea, nadie me va a venir con cuentas and decirme que this is what, you know, you owe me. I was like, here is all of your stuff you have ever bought me. I gave him back. I, uh, I even gave him back the car that we had co-signed, even though I was paying for it. I gave him that back. I was like, no quiero nada de esto, de este way. Like, nada, nada. Like, this is where I draw the line. We say our goodbyes, and I don't ever want to see you in my life again. And I literally walked away and never looked back. But, como te digo, that was my mejor sola que mal acompañada moment because it took a really long time for me to get there. Um, but then I realized, you know, being single for so long after that relationship, I learned how to love myself again. I knew the type of person I was. I knew who Martha was. I knew the passions and the likes of my life. And I knew how to make myself happy. Así que, that being said, I knew what I had to offer and what I could take into the next relationship and what I did not want out of another relationship. Así que I hope that this story has helped you in a sense, you know, to kind of reflect on things that have gone on in your life. Maybe, um, you know, look back on the past relationships and try and get like maybe lessons learned from it, right? A veces es mejor estar sola que mal acompañada. Remember that, you know, it's okay to be alone at times. You don't have to be with someone. Y a veces tienes que estar sola para entender quién eres tú como una persona. Porque it is when we're by ourselves and alone with our thoughts that it's scary. <laughs> Let me tell you, it is scary porque sabes que you go into who you are, deep into who you are as a person. And you learn how to sort things out. You learn how to sort, you know, the good, the bad. You learn how to evolve and how to grow. And um, as a person, mentally, emotionally, you learn how to listen to your intuition, listen to your inside thoughts, your voice, your inside voice. And you learn how to kind of reorganize your life. Así que, take that time to be alone. Sometimes, mijitas and mijitos, you know, you have to be alone for your own sanity. Being in a relationship is hard. It's hard work. No relationship is perfect. Let me tell you that. Pero, ¿sabes qué? If you know how to take the time, even if it's just not walking away, but if you need to take a time to be alone for one day, do it, you know. Do it for your own sanity. Um, don't ever learn from, please learn from my my relationship mistake don't ever force anyone to do anything they don't want ustedes don't have to be on the same page if you're in a relationship you have to be in it together you have to be able to grow together you have to love each other 
and they respect each other's passions and individualities and likes and dislikes. Así que, take what you will from this situation, from my story. Go out there and, you know, learn how to be alone and take that into your next relationship. Or if you are in a relationship, you know, do something nice for one another and give each other space once in a while. I'm not saying, like, go and, like, you know, take a week, porque eso ya es demasiado. But, you know, take a day to yourself. It's okay. You're not being selfish. You are being selfish in a healthy way. You're just being yourself. Así que, take what you will out of this. I hope this has helped you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to stick around. And next week, I will have another dicho for you and another story. Porque ya sabes que me encanta contarles las historias. Because I have so many to tell. I just want to get, take this moment to say thank you to everyone who, again, wished me well uh, for my mom. You know, healing, well wishes, y toda la cosa. Se los agradezco. Thank you for following me on social media. Be sure to tell your friends. Be sure to, I guys, oh my gosh, I almost forgot. I need to let you know that I am now, you're able to, oh, I should say this. You are now able to listen to the shows on your listening platform of choice, which is amazing, amazing. So go listen to me wherever you like to listen to, you know, Spotify, iTunes, whatever it is, you know, Stitcher. Um, there's so many platforms out there and I am on one of one of them now or all of them. As you get, tell your friends, go leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And I will see you next week with another story and another dicho. Don't forget that you can follow me on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Dichos Podcast. You cannot miss me, guys. El logo tiene un huevo amarillo. It, at least that's what it looks like. So you can go ahead and share with your friends, like my post, slide into my DMs porque me encanta las historias de ustedes. And if you have anything to share with me, let me know. Leave some feedback and comments. If you have a dicho in particular that you would like for me to, you know, contar una historia, uh, let me know that as well. Así que go share, go share. Dichos Podcast, Facebook, and Instagram.